Are you looking to give your immune system a boost? This is Dr. Ronald Hoppen with a natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals, liquid wild oil of oregano with rosemary extract and natural honey flavor. Future Farm's wild oil of oregano supports a variety of health benefits, including antimicrobial effects, as well as supporting the immune system. Plus, Future Farm is the first ever to formulate wild oil of oregano with rosemary. Rosemary aids circulation, helps alleviate muscle pain, improves memory, and also gives your immune system a boost. The natural honey flavor enhances the taste while still giving you all of the benefits. Future Farm sources this product from the Mediterranean and produces it in the United States. For more information and to order, call 888-841-7216, 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Wild oil of oregano is all natural, science-based, and works without adverse side effects. MyFutureFarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome to today's Intelligent Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ronald Hoffman. I think you'll find today's uh, podcast uh, a little bit of a departure from our usual format because today we're going to be talking about over-the-counter medications. No, we're not talking about uh, natural remedies. We're talking about some of the nostrums that we turn to for minor health problems. Uh, They don't necessarily have to be prescribed by a doctor. Uh, People consume them by uh, the handful uh, for various uh, maladies, for allergies, for pain. But the problem is that um, while we want to achieve the medicinal benefit of some of these things for relief of minor health problems, uh, we're also imbibing a whole lot of unhelpful ingredients, uh, unforeseen to us because, well, there's a lot of toxins, uh, excipients, uh, additives in over-the-counter medications. And today we're going to talk to a guy who is going to really... Uh, open up a new perspective on this. Uh, he's one of the founders of Genexa.com. Uh, his mission is to provide us with clean medicine. If that sounds like an oxymoron, he'll explain it. Max, it's a pleasure having you on Intelligent Medicine. Thanks very much for joining us. Dr. Ron, thank you so much for having me. It's my great pleasure. So uh, how did this start? I, it originally started like from what I understand, I'm reading your website, a couple of dads got together, right? Yeah, so I, I, I started the company together with my, my good friend and business partner, David. Uh, both of us are dads with young kids. I have a three and a five-year-old, and David has a, a five and a seven-year-old. So uh, about a couple of years back, we were, you know, both of us, very young dads at the time, really thinking, taking a look at the medicines that we were putting in our own bodies, giving to our our wives, giving to our kids. And we noticed that we couldn't pronounce anything on the back of the label. And we started learning about, you know, the different ingredients that that are in medicines. And what we found was that the active ingredient, which is the the actual medicinal ingredient, typically only makes up one or two percent of the medicine. And 98, 99% of, of most medicines are actually the inactive ingredients, which are the basically the, the all the ingredients that allow you to have a shelf-stable product that you know, can, can hold up over, over a couple of years and, and, and keep kind of the medicine in place. So 
what, what, what we do at Genexa is we'll use, we'll use the same medicine as the leading brands, but instead of talc, which is linked to cancer, or sorbitol, which is linked to all kinds of health problems that you know, the, the old brands use, we'll use organic honey or organic agave. So we like to call it real medicine made clean. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, what, are, what are some of the other problematic ingredients in commonly used over-the-counter medications? There's a lot. <laughs> um, you, you polyethylene glycol is is a preservative, which is actually it's a petroleum-based compound. It's actually used in some of the vaccines, but it's it's also uh, an inactive ingredient, um, and ironically, it's also a laxative, and that that's used in all types of all kinds of of over-the-counter medicines as a preservative um talc is also one that that's very common talc has been if you just google talc it, it's been it's been linked to all yeah kinds if you of google health. talc you'll, you'll get in touch with a, a law firm that's uh, in the process of suing johnson and johnson because of the uh, <laughs> relationship between talc uh, use and ovarian cancer so i mean that, <laughs> we're talking about big litigation there yeah sorbitol is another is another common uh, inactive ingredient uh, this Sorbitol also is is actually an active pharmaceutical ingredient as well, um, which is also a laxative. So for some reason, there's a there's a lot of, of kind of dual use inactive ingredients, meaning there's actually some of these inactive ingredients are actually active ingredients as well that are used to treat different types of, of, of ailments. So there's, there's re, it's, it's a little bit of the, the Wild West in the sense that companies will just put in all, all kinds of ingredients and it, it's companies like the, the, it, it's the the large the, the well-known old brands that I'm sure you know you, you and and, and I, I'm assuming you and and really any listener that that uses medicine has in their medicine cabinet if, if you guys just just read the ingredients and, and Google some of them you'll, you'll probably be shocked by by what you see on them so we, we don't we don't use any of those ingredients you can't pronounce we use we use we use organic honey, organic agave, organic beetroot extract instead of artificial dyes. Mm -hmm. So that's really what makes Genexa different. And, and you know, a, a, a big issue, and especially when it comes to kids, uh, is the use of artificial uh, food colorings because you know you take uh, I don't know Tylenol or you take uh, you know a uh, uh, an allergy medication, and they're so beautiful, bright colors. I mean, they're like neon colors. And then you look at the uh, disclosure, and they're the very self-same uh, artificial colorings uh, that um, uh, are implicated in attention deficit disorder. There's actually a big paper out of uh, the UK recently, which shows that uh, these things, uh, there's clearly a link in some kids uh, to um, hyperactivity when they use these things. Yeah, that's a that's a great point. And artificial dyes are a big problem. And you'll see them. Unfortunately, you'll see them in in all kinds of medicines, including the common kids medicines that you'll see on the shelf. So, you know, we're using organic beetroot instead of artificial dyes in order you know, to add add a little bit of, of, of healthy color to the products. I, I noticed that you also uh, uh, boast uh, GMO free. Uh, ingredients. I mean, sometimes uh, you need a little bit of a matrix, you know, something to hold the medicine. Uh, so it can't be just the pure medicine. Uh, tell us about that uh, aspect of your products. Yeah, exactly. If you, you can't really have just pure active ingredient because basically there's nothing 
you have to have some way to basically have the product in an individualized dose. So the, the, the inactives are really important because they, they allow you to put the product into some type of delivery system, whether it's a tablet or chewable tablet or, 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 or a liquid form so that you can actually use the product. And then, of course, they, it's important that the inactive ingredients have to have some type of preservative system. Otherwise, you would have, you know, the product could actually make you sick because bacteria could, could spoil. There could be spoilage, yeah, right. Right. And that's the excuse uh, for adding some kind of unwholesome ingredients because they are preservatives. Are there natural alternatives to some of the chemical preservatives that are used commonly? Well, that, that's that's exactly what what we spent so so much time developing was you know, the, the the basis. Really, what what Genex has done from an inactive ingredient standpoint is we've we we spent a lot of time working with with medical doctors and and formulators and and pharmaceutical manufacturers to to really figure out how to make products that use the same active ingredient the same medicine as the leading brand but can actually hold up and, and be shelf stable and last you know last for a couple of years right because i mean something that's uh, you know potentially contaminated i mean that could be problematic so exactly. you've, you've given attention to that problem. Uh, an issue for some patients is that uh, they have celiac disease or they have gluten intolerance, uh, and they're concerned that the starch or the whatever, the flour, literally flour, is uh, wheat-derived in some of these products. Is that a consideration with some of your products? I mean, that, that's a huge problem, I, I think, in general. Um, MIT recently came out with a study that, that found that over 90% of medicines have either lactose or an allergen or, 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 or gluten or corn something starch that, or something like that. Yeah, or something yeah. that people soy based, often have right? Exactly. Yeah. So, so your effort is to uh, minimize exposure to allergens in your products? Exactly. Allergens are, are a big part. I mean, ultimately, we're trying to create clean medicines for everyone, whether it's you know, infants, kids, adults. Not everyone has, you know, not everyone's allergic or, or, or sensitive to different ingredients. So we're really just trying to create clean products. That being said, I mean, there's you know, tens of millions of people with, with sensitivities to, to ingredients in medicine. I'm, I'm, I'm one of them. And so we want, we, we also want to create medicines that, that people with ingredient sensitivities can, can consume. Did you initially, when you floated out this idea, did people say, you know, this is impractical, you know, it's going to be too hard to, to make these uh, products in uh, clean forms or potentially push back from the pharmaceutical industries, you know, or, or from the, drugstores because by implication if you get into a store and you have a clean product and your clean product is next to a standard product or a <laughs> the implication is a dirty product is a pharmacy going to want to stock your products that that's a great question i think i mean when we were first starting the company it, it was david and i spent a, a long time just trying to find a manufacturer to work with us exactly for the reasons you're saying dr ron what, what impractical you know crazy idea never going to work we, we sort of we we heard it all um kind of doors slammed phones hung up on us <laughs> right. what do you guys know about the pharmaceutical industry yeah. you know type of response and we really did not know anything about the pharmaceutical industry at the time other than we were just you know, two guys that, that really wanted to make a difference and create clean products for people but 
where we finally were able to find a manufacturer that would that would really get behind us. And after about a year, uh, close to two years of R&D, we, we were actually able to be successful on, on the products. I think in regards to your other question, in terms of the stores, you know, it, it's changing. It, I think in the beginning, it wasn't so much that that stores were or pharmacies were concerned about how we make their other products look. They were more concerned that um, the, the, it was kind of the, the attitude was sort of that people don't care. People don't mm-hmm. care. Yeah, about right. Products. Will people, people care, care enough? I mean, should we devote shelf space to this? Uh, you know, that whole thing, right? Because they, they're, you know, they're, they're just going to exactly. go for like the, the cheapest product available. You know, if the, you know, when side by side, yours is a little more refined, maybe a little higher quality. It's kind of like organic food versus, uh, you know, standard food. It might be a little pricier. So some people vote with their pocketbook. Exactly. And that, that's really what we had to prove out when we started the business was that you know there are people that care about clean products and actually there's a lot of people and really when you explain to people that Genex is making the exact same medicine you're taking whether it's Tylenol or, 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 or Robitussin or, or, or you know whatever or Tums whatever medicine you take we're making the same exact thing and it's this it works just as well it works works the same way same ingredient same quantity made in the same type of FDA registered FDA audited pharmaceutical facility but instead of artificial dyes we're giving you organic beetroot once people understand it it's kind of a no-brainer because who I mean who would choose <laughs> Who would choose artificial dyes over over organic beetroot, right? Who would choose you know, who would choose um, propylene glycol, which is an ingredient found in antifreeze, over organic honey? So once people understand it, I think it's a no-brainer. The challenge for us is just is really around education because people you know people assume that their medicine is healthy when in fact it's just it's it's often not, and that's really what we have to explain to people. And you have won uh, some awards uh, for uh, innovative startups, have you not? Yeah, we we were, we won we won startup of the year award. We we also won some other awards as well. And you have a uh, it looks like you have a, a diverse uh, board advisory board of medical professionals in pediatrics and in various fields. Uh, what is their role in the company? So every every doctor plays a different role. I mean, there's there's thousands of doctors that we're in touch with that just you know receive our emails, maybe comment on formulations, and and just just recommend our products to patients. There's also doctors that are very you know, very much active and and very much actively involved in the formulation process and review, reviewing customer feedback and kind of a, around the vision of of the the product roadmap and the business in general. So there, there's there's a range, but we we work with a lot of doctors and that's the our medical doctors are are really a big part of why why we're where we are today. Well, you know, when you start out, I mean, you can't launch uh, 50 products simultaneously what did you prioritize uh, you know in terms of your, your your beta test for these products so we started a lot in in the kids category uh, kids pain and fever is which is same active ingredient as children's Tylenol that that was a really important product for us it still is and what we're now starting to do is expand a lot more into the adult category we recently launched a product just like you know, the same active ingredient as Tums. It's Genex's 
antacid. Uh, so we're doing a lot more in the adult category and also getting into the infant category. Wow. Okay. Well, what we're going to do is well, let's pause for a few moments because we divide our podcast into two parts. In part two, we're going to talk a little bit about the full range of products that Genexa offers. We're talking to one of the founders of Genexa. He's a dad, concerned dad. He got into this because, well, he was concerned about the medications his family was taking. He himself suffers from sensitivity to certain medication ingredients. And so was launched genexa.com. It's spelled G-E-N-E-X-A. And it's not it's available online, right, uh, Max? But it's also, uh, you've managed to get a toehold in some of the major pharmacy chains. Is that correct? Exactly. Wow. I mean, that that is tough. That is actually tough because to make inroads... Uh, they have limited shelf space, and you got to make a commitment, and it's got to sell. And if it doesn't sell, you're out of there, right? You know how competitive it is. And there's so many products vying for shelf space. So congratulations to you. And, you know, maybe this could be part of a revolution in healthcare. Yes, we want to minimize our dependency even on over-the-counter medications. But sometimes, you know, you got an injury, you got pain, you got fever, uh, your child is sick, um, and uh, you might turn – uh, to a minimalistic approach using some of the over-the-counter remedies. And you don't want toxic ingredients. That's the whole name of the game with Genexa. So when we return, more with Max Spielberg, a concerned dad who's co-founder of Genexa.com. I'm Dr. Ronald Hoffman, and this is the Intelligent Medicine Podcast. <laughs> 